Hey, what's up, stay tuners? It's your good friend Jimbo here, letting you know that today's podcast is presented by Podgo. Podgo is the easiest way for you to monetize your podcast, providing podcasters with a flat rate for ad space so you always know how much you get when you include an ad from Podgo. I recently joined as a member, and you can too. Apply today and let them know that you heard it from Stay Tuned Sports and you start earning today. That's podgo.co at P-O-D-G-O dot C-O. Hello there, all you Stay Tuners. Welcome back to another episode of Stay Tuned Sports. It's your good friend Jimbo here. Back for our weekly takes and opinions on the sports world, what's going on and everything like that. So, uh, how's everybody's weekend going? Hoping everybody's weekend went well. Hopefully you guys got a lot to look forward to this coming weekend with Halloween coming up for the the little kitties and, you know, even some of the adults. Some of the adults like to go get some of the candy. But uh, I was going to dress up this year uh, as a Ghostbuster. I was going to get my, my dog Lennon to dress up as a, a Ghostbuster as well, but couldn't find the right costumes. So no no dressing up for the Jimbo here this year. But uh, some stuff to talk about this week. A little bit of a quiet, new, quiet week. You know, a little bit of, you know, maybe the loudest thing was Deshaun Watson possibly being traded um you know agreement supposedly in place but the the dolphins want clarification from goodell of will he be suspended will he not be and you know i said from the get-go that that that's always gonna be the the issue there's you know for any team that's gonna trade for him so that's why i, I don't think he's gonna trade i don't think he's gonna play at all this year to be honest with you but um but before we get really into it because I could go on and on about the Deshaun Watson thing and all that um, head over to staytunesports.net you can follow all of our social media accounts on the right hand side there our Facebook our Twitter um, uh, you definitely want to fi- follow our, our Twitter because when we have the Stay Tuned Sports podcast truck series over on 3Y TV on YouTube I usually share out, share out the link there as well as the Facebook page too um, and on our website, make sure you click the, the merch tab. I just made a Stay Tuned Sports hoodie with one of our newer logos. Um, that's available now. Uh, right now, I believe it's only available in white. I'm going to make one for a black one. Cause, I mean, i rather black hoodies anyways, but uh, just got to get to look the right way. You know, look good. I don't, I don't want to put crappy stuff out there for you guys. So, um, And, that, you know, that's a good way to help show your support towards the show because again anything um you guys you know purchase or donate or whatever i just put it right back to you guys as a giveaway and the more we get the bigger the giveaways so um speaking of sponsoring if you head over to www.buymeacoffee.com slash st sports just another avenue you know to to show your support to the show and a little bit cheaper than you know merchandise or, or whatnot so 
um, you could always do that. And don't forget, we still have our, our chat line still available. 612-STS-CHAT. You could call, tell me how terrible I am, or uh, Jimbo, your, your opinions are the greatest ones out there ever, better than Colin Cowherd and, you know, those type of guys, <laughs> which, you know, I know they're not, but... Um, so, yeah, that's all that. Uh, so getting into the show, this past Friday... Just like uh, every Friday, stay tuned sports podcast truck series over at 3YTV TV on YouTube kicked off at Watkins Glen and uh, jumping right into it here. You know, last week, one of the drivers um, I said to, to watch out for was uh, Chris Darling and him and Joshua Sobel had a couple seasons ago a little bit, you know, well, it wasn't a beef, but they had a really good uh, battle, I believe, for like second and third or third or fourth. You know, one of the top five positions. And it was only like a lap or two left. And, you know, Josh just kind of got too aggressive. And, and Chris kind of bumped him and spun him out. And a little, in, little inside joke, uh, you know, amongst me and Chris. Um, so, sure enough, with this race, towards the end there, Chris and Josh uh, start battling for, I believe it was like third and fourth again. And this time, though, you know, Josh didn't spin out. He had a good finish. Um, has told me multiple times, and I think he even said on, on uh, his social media accounts, that he's not a road course driver. And I'll tell you this. He doesn't give himself enough credit because Watkins Glen finished in the top five definitely top 10 I, I believe top five he finished the night before for the, the beer street journal uh grand national series that the uh, nsra league runs um he wasn't gonna race because he didn't have the uh, the, the track and uh santa claus kind of came a little bit early for him and drew him a couple bucks so he could race it and he said he never raced it that track before and even then he came in a top 10 so, definitely a, a very good driver. And, you know, if, you, if there's a driver out there you want to keep an eye on the rest of the season, it's definitely him. He, I have a feeling he's going to be in the chase at the end of the season. Um, right now, I don't believe he's in the top 10, which is the cutoff uh, for the chase. And we have a couple more races before that really kicks in. Um, but I, 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 think you have, I think he'll be up there really close, if not makes it. But as far as this past Friday, Watkins Glen, like I said, Chris and, and Josh had their battles. Um, Chris actually, Chris Darling actually did win the pole um, to kick off the race. And, you know, the one thing too, he, he was probably the only racer, and it's kind of funny because he was probably the only racer that really didn't spin out or have any troubles. Uh, a lot of the drivers had issues you know, being, I guess, a little too aggressive coming out of turns and um, spinning out. Um, some of the high racing glitch crashes that did happen, uh, I think there was two of them. Uh, two of the trucks, separate uh, occasions, hit the, the wall, and instead of, like, the way, you know, physics, actual physics would work, you would spin to the left. Well, this... Basically, just you know, you know, I, I think Drew, Drew Eisman basically said it was like um, 
fly fly paper, sticky, you know, whatever you want to call it, just swings them back in. And it was pretty funny to just watch that happen. Um, as far as the Stay Tuned Sports uh, truck, Matt Cherry um, started in the top ten. Um, pretty much ran fifth place, right around there, um, the whole night, and then. Unfortunately, I, I think he only he finished like seventh or eighth though, and he's still looking for that that win to make sure he's locked in because right now I believe he's in like eighth uh, spot in points, so he's he's in the the chase, but it's not guaranteed because there's five winners so far. There's five people that have wins that have spots locked in, so five more wins and he's pushed out, you know so. By other racers, I should say. Um, as far as the winner of the race, John Cannizzaro uh, won the race, and I mean just dominate it. You know, I, I believe last Thursday or Friday, I was texting uh, a couple of the guys um, from the league, and I told them about you know the, the three racers I picked this and that. And they said, you know, John Cannizzaro is one of them that you should have picked. Because he, he's very good at road courses. And well, sure enough, I mean, out of 62 laps, he led 58. And I believe when he when the race was all said and done, he was like three or four seconds ahead of the second place car. So, I mean, total domination. Kudos to him for winning his second race of the season. Um, and as far as this Friday, I believe they're at Darlington. Um, should be another good race. This, uh, I have a feeling you're going to see a, a new winner and lock themselves in. So, here are my three racers to watch for this upcoming race at Darlington. Um, first one, Nathan Moyer. Strong season so far. Uh, he's constantly being shown on the TV, you know, with some of the, the passes and some of the, the battles he's involved in. He's still looking for his first win of the season, but his best finish uh, so far to, uh, to date was at Milwaukee when he finished second place. Um, out of, I think, six or seven races that we have had so far, he only had two bad races, I believe. You know, the other ones were top tens, you know, something like that. So I, I think he's going to be one to watch. Um, this weekend, you know, this Friday. Uh, second racer to watch I have written down is Travis White. Past two races, kind of fell into a slump here. He hasn't had that great of a finish the past two. Um, I'm thinking, obviously, he's looking to break out of it. Right now, he's in eighth place in points. I know I just said about Matt Cherry, so Matt Cherry might be, you know, seventh, sixth or seventh. But uh, he's in eighth points right now. And... Not even just a win, but a good finish could help push himself up that uh, point standings a little bit to get a little bit more comfortable lead from the the tenth spot there. And I think you know he's he's going to be definitely. I, I think he'll be up there in the top ten, if not the top five this week. And then my last pick is Randy Perdue. Um, it's been fairly consistent. You know, out of four four out of six races, he's been in the top ten. And those other two. Um, were like top 15s. The issue I think he's been having is he's been having 
not so great qualifying times and he's you know he's starting like you know 15th 20th 25th but ending up in the top you know top 10 like eighth ninth so if he could get a good qualifying run this weekend that is half his battle i mean if he could pass the guy if he could pass 15 20 cars in a race get a good qualifying round and you know maybe that will translate into a, a, a top three finish excuse me um so those are my three races to watch this weekend make sure you guys tune in friday 9 p.m eastern on 3y tv over on youtube world series kicked off uh tuesday night right now if you're listening to it's thursday thursday morning um but tuesday night kicked off the world series houston astros versus the atlanta braves and i saw an article pop up didn't really think about till i saw this article but saw an article pop up basically what's the commissioner manford gonna do and i was like you know why what do they mean by this so i clicked it and totally forgetting about him pulling the all-star game out of atlanta this past uh year due to like political issues um and obviously the houston astros last year being uh called cheaters for stealing signs and kind of tarnishing their 2017 championship season alongside of you know some of their their players legacies if you want to call it that and uh you know you look at the fans and it's a it's a lose-lose for manford and, and i mean i never liked manford some of the, the rules he helped um push through like you know extra innings if there's an extra innings game uh second ba- uh, second base runner gets put on second base if the double header only plays seven innings like there were some stupid stupid rules that they put in that i i just did not agree with and as i read this you know thinking as a houston astros fan and thinking as a atlanta Braves fan i was like me watching the game and want to see manfred get booed and get hated even more which team should win the world series more to make that happen so I mean in one aspect I want to see the Houston Astros win just because let's be honest their space stealing sign uh, base sign stealing throughout Major League Baseball still it's still going on you know it is you know when when the topic got brought up about the Astros doing this I, I even said even in Little League when I played Little League 20 30 years ago whoever was on, on on second base as a base runner you just kind of tipped your hat or whatever to let the let your teammate know what what kind of pitch is coming you know it's it happens yeah as a bad for the game sure I mean yeah you, you don't want to be cheating you know the snap but cheating happens in all sports and I think the way he handled this was wrong because you know you have the, the Astros you know obviously it comes out that they cheated 
the Red Sox get found, the, you know, they find out that the Red Sox cheated, but they don't get punished as bad as the Astros. The Yankees got investigated. Like, the Astros were the ones that you set the, pre- the, the precedent for, but all these other teams you didn't fall through. So I can understand why the Astro fans hate him so much and why I would want the, the Astros to to win this. Because especially if they win the clinching game in Houston. I mean, that'd be the, the, the perfect storm for any of these, either of these teams to clinch the World Series is clinch it in their hometown that Manfred's got to hand the trophy off to one of these teams and hear the booze get, get rained down. But also on the flip side with the Braves. Um, question I, I, I have to ask about that is why all of a sudden now it's okay to play these you know, major games in Atlanta when you took the All-Star game out of Atlanta which not only affected the Braves because they had employees, you know, concession stand employees, beer guy employees, team store employees, but also the businesses around the stadium got affected. They 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 probably were planning for months for this, and now they're out that money because you pull out because of politics. Well, now you're back in Atlanta being questioned about chop on how do you feel about this do you think the Braves should stop doing that but now it's okay to have them play there so I, I can see why the Braves fans also hate Manfred as much as the Astros as someone that has a, a family member that owns a business and I could totally understand why those business owners would be pissed off. I would much rather see the Braves clinch the World Series in Atlanta compared to Houston. In Houston. Um, just because kind of a big F you to, to Manford because, you know, All-Star Game, yeah, it's, it's, it's a week long. World Series... You're talking a month-long, possibly, series, you know? So hopefully those businesses that were affected by Manfred pulling out the All-Star game kind of recoup some of that money. And and the next question I want to ask is, do you think whichever team wins will make the booze louder to Manfred compared to Roger Goodell on NFL draft day. It's quite possible that baseball fans in Houston or in Atlanta can't push that needle and push Manfred up to number one as the most hated commissioner in sports. And I think, you know, if, if you look at Goodell, I think a lot of people don't like Goodell because of how he was inconsistent with some of his penalties, you know, James Harrison fines or um, any any other things like that. But I think how Manfred ha- handled 
the cheating scandal and this whole political letting politics get involved into baseball I think definitely will push him back past Roger Goodell as the number one most hated commissioner in sports. So this past weekend, my Philadelphia Eagles play the the Raiders, and I mean, <laughs> what a train wreck! You know, there was nothing in that. Actually, no, I can't say there was nothing in that game that made me happy for the first 10 plays I would say first quarter of the game I actually got excited Nick Sirianni actually not only ran the ball but ran Miles Sanders and what happened Miles Sanders was getting five six seven yards a clip then he twists his ankle and Sanders was out for the game and then I don't remember a running game ever since you know ever since that injury and just watching the play calling, the playing of the defense and the offense. And I was like, I think Nick, Nick Sirianni is trying to get Jalen Hurts fired. Making, you know, trying to make Hurts look bad. I mean, Hurts is a good quarterback, okay? I, I don't think he's a franchise quarterback, but I think he's good enough to play in the NFL. I think he's good enough to play on the, the Bears. I think he's better than Nick Foles. I think he's better than um, Andy Dalton. Maybe equal to Andy Dalton. Um, he could play on the Texans if Deshaun Watson's not there. Let me just say that there. Um, so I, I think he's a good quarterback. It's just that he has a shitty coach that makes shitty play calls. But then Jalen Hurts, the, 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 the fumble that he looked like he's dropping a Taco Bell, couldn't pick up the ball. And I'm like, looking, I'm like, I think they're both trying to get each other fired. And even then, they can't even do that right. So it got me thinking, you know, everybody thought Doug Peterson was, was the issue. Well, for our hot minute take, I'm going to talk a little bit of Nick Sirianni, Nick Sirianni or Doug 2.0 that I, I think is uh, going on right now. So going into the game, the sideline reporters were talking about how they talked to Nick Sirianni, and Sirianni said, I have to be more aggressive, and this and that. Well, there was three plays that he did that just blew my mind you know the onside kick in the second half to kick off the second half the Raiders had the ball on offense and got a penalty they declined to make a fourth down out of field goal range then changed my said no let's let's go third down add the 10, 10 yards on Derek Carr throws a 25 yard bomb gets the first down listen if you want to be aggressive and that's the thing about Doug Peterson was good at was he knew when to be aggressive. Nick Sirianni, it's obvious he's feeling the pressure. Don't be aggressive just to be aggressive. Be smart about it. You know, and it's obviously showing that he's the issue more so than Jalen Hurts. So that was our hot mint take. A little bit better 
this week. You know, I was pretty on the time there, you know, but just that game was hard, hard to watch. Um, and, and each week they're just getting harder to watch. Like I, I just, I don't know why I put myself through watching. I just want to get get our, our three first round draft picks and watch Howie Roseman mess them all up too. Up next is our blue picks. And here is your blue picks of the week, brought to you by Skunk Duck Studios, the best ducking designs on the web. That's right, so blue picks this week, week number eight coming up, I believe. Uh, no, week seven, sorry, week seven. Um, not too bad last week. Uh, I, I went two and one again, um, but the one loss was my blowout pick even though my blowout pick won they didn't blow out the team by 10 points it was only only nine and that was the rams beating the lions uh 28 19 and to be honest the reason why i took that i'm pretty sure i said it last week i didn't think the lions were going to put up that many points i didn't think the lions and jared goff was going to be that good but i think what happened there was dan campbell's um trickery that he did a couple times during the game um my my lock pick i took the the packers over washington uh they won 24 10. washington's gonna be below average until they figure out the quarterback situation uh fitzpatrick take a little bit longer than um they were expecting as far as his hip injury so that's why i took the packers last week and then uh my upset pick I took Tennessee to beat the Chiefs. Now, I was expecting Tennessee to beat them by like three points, not 27 to three. Mahomes is just, there's something going on with Mahomes and the Chiefs are just spiraling out, out of control. Um, I don't know if it's, you know, his distractions from his wife and, and brother. Uh, if I was, I saw another video pop up of, uh, Mahomes' brother dancing around and then the wife jumping inside the camera and there's Patrick Mahomes sitting at the dinner table not paying attention. So I, I think he, sh he needs to get those distractions out of his head, stop worrying about them, and get back to the Mahomes that we know. Um, as far as Week 7 picks, here are my blue picks for this week. So blowout pick, I got the Bills over the Dolphins. Bills are given 13.5 points. Um, I will admit I was... In the very beginning of the season, thinking Josh Allen and the Bills were going to have a step back, uh, being that Josh Allen just signed that big contract, but they, they're clicking. You know, their offense is clicking, and their defense is very good too. And I think with the whole Watson drama kind of hanging over Miami right now, you know, he, he supposedly waived his no trade clause to go to Miami. Um, Miami wondering if. Goodell's going to suspend him or not. I think that distraction is going to really hold back the Dolphins from being competitive against the Bills. My lock pick, I got the Chargers over the Patriots. 
Chargers are so far this season good against okay teams, but when it comes to the top tier teams like Cardinals, Cowboys, like those type of teams, they have a tough time. Patriots are right where I figured they were going to be about 500 team with Mac Jones and with the the decent pass defense they have I think it's going to hinder Mac Jones from putting up points so I got the the Chargers winning this one then for my upset I'm going to probably take a lot of shit for this so if you guys don't agree with this pick call 612 STS chat give me your opinion about my, my pick here and I got the Saints upsetting Tampa Bay. Now, Saints are getting five and a half. Um, Tampa Bay is without Antonio Brown, and Gronk is questionable again. So that's two big targets for Tom Brady. Now, granted, he still has Mike Evans, and I, I believe Goodwin. But, you know, AB and Gronk's a, a, a nice complement to those two receivers. And the Saints also have a, a decent defense. If you want to compare it this way also, Tampa Bay had a tough time against the Patriots when Tom Bray went back to New England for the first time. But the Saints blew out New England. They destroyed them. So going off that logic, you would think the Saints should beat Tampa Bay. So that's my picks for this week. Just a little recap. My blowout pick is the Bills over the Dolphins. Lock is Chargers over the Patriots, and my upset will be the Saints over Tampa Bay. Up next, we have our Combat Corner segment sponsored by BetAngles. Check out BetAngles.com for all your sports betting needs, as well as their NFL and college football game analyzers, which are available now. We also have an exclusive offer for our listeners. Join now with the code FREEMONTH to get your first month free. So sign up today at BetAngles.com. So, like I said, there's no real good, you know, fight card. No, no bare knuckle or no. I mean, there's UFC card, but uh, I'm not too interested in it. Um, so that's why I didn't really do any picks. But the thing I want to talk about with bare knuckle had a huge contract signing this past week. Mike Platinum Perry leaving UFC, taking the gloves off, and entering bare knuckle boxing. I'll tell you what, if there was Another person other than Chris Lieben the sport was made for, it was Perry. Granted, he doesn't need any more CTE to his brain, but this is right up his alleyway. Um, I expect a lot of good fights, a lot of exciting fights for Mike Perry. You know, when Artem Lobov fought... um, Oh, Jesus... Not Julian Lane, because he, he just fought. Uh, I forget who he fought, but Artem Lobov put some good fights on, and he's kind of the same way. He, he's a brawler. That's what Mike Perry is. Looking at some of the fighters that he may potentially fight against, because he's going to fight in the middleweight class, Diego Alves, Caleb Harris, David Rickles, and Julian Lane, who just fought and put on a hell of a show. I'm, I'm real interested in to see how well he does in bare knuckle boxing, I think he's going to be the total opposite of Paige Van Zandt. I don't think Paige Van Zandt's going to... I think one more fight and she's done. I mean, David Fettelman already said that. Like, he needs to see something from her to want to bring her back again. 
So I think this was a good sign on both ends from Mike Perry's end and BKFC. Rumor is he's targeting January 1st debut fight, so be interested to see how that all works out for him. I think that's going to be it for this week. Um, make sure you guys head over to staytunesports.net for all our social media and, and social media accounts and uh, our merch title top. Like I said, we just added a new uh, hoodie there. Take a look at it, see if you want to, to buy it. If not, free share it up on your Twitter, your Facebook accounts. Help, help us out to help you out. Another way you can do that too, www.buymeacoffee.com slash stsports. It's another avenue for you to show your support to the podcast. And as far as my Saints over Tampa Bay pick, if you guys want to argue with me about it or tell me how terrible the pick is, 612 STS chat. Leave your message there. I'll put you on the show next week and you'll be famous. Trust me, you'll be famous. <laughs> Till next week, it's your good friend Jibbo signing out.